0: Well, what would you say to a young fatherless man, a boy or a teenager who might be listening today? How would you encourage them?
1: I would say your story's not over. The bad decisions of your dad or whomever does not determine your future. God does. God Mm -hmm. has the final say. The question is, how will you respond to him? Mm -hmm. I would encourage that young man to give his destiny, his identity, his masculinity, put it in the hands of Jesus and watch what he'll do with it. By God's grace, he's done things in my life that I never saw coming. Mm -hmm. Um, He's radically transformed me. And if he's done it for me, brother, I know that he could do it for you. You just have to surrender your desire to control and give it over to him. And if you can do that, i believe that everything else will take care of itself
0: god is a father to the fatherless
1: god is a father to the fatherless
0: god is a father to the fatherless god is a father to the fatherless hi moms welcome to the help i'm raising fatherless kids podcast i'm your host laurie apon and we are in the middle of a conversation with Christian Norman, a young man who did not meet his earthly father until he was 17 years old. You're gonna wanna go back to that first part of the conversation to hear his experience and when he knocked on the door and he just met his dad, what that was like, but more important, how he met the Lord, who became his savior and who he began to look to as the father to the fatherless. So Christian, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much, Lori, for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. So, thank you for all that you do.
0: Well, thank you. As I've said, this is a trophy of grace type of conversation that I think is so important for moms for you to be able to hear these stories that your son, your daughter, they will make their own choices. But I believe there's hope that if you encourage them to look to God as father, if you look to God as your husband in these days where you were doing life as a single parent, he will be faithful to you. And so Christian, let's just continue on. Once you came to know the Lord, it was in your college days,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you saw him as Savior. But did you start to go back and see maybe how he had been fathering you as a young man without an earthly dad? Or did you start looking to him in that role?
1: Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, I remember praying consistently after conversion, Lord, be to me the father that I didn't have. Mm. I prayed that so many times. And as I reflected on my life, I can see where God was faithful to me, even when I didn't realize it. Mm. Uh, Just all the implications of my poor decisions that he didn't allow me to experience, the ways that he guarded me from relationships that I should not have been in or friendships that I should not have developed. Mm -hmm. Um, God was so faithful to me even before I became a Christian. And it was it was such an experience to look back and, and it all started to make sense. But then moving on, I mean, everything that a dad would do, you know, I think about the core responsibilities that every man has to his family, provision, protection, and and pastoring and, and teaching. God has done mm-hmm. all of that. Um,
0: wow.
1: I've never gone without a meal. As a matter of fact, I could probably scale back a little bit <laughs> if you know what I mean. Every bill has been paid. I'll never mm-hmm. forget this um two years after i became a christian i discerned god's call on my life in the ministry and i said Mm -hmm. lord if you really want me to be a pastor can you find a way to pay for school because Mm -hmm, i've never mm -hmm. taken out a student loan before and i didn't want to go into debt didn't want to start now and a few days later i got a call from a friend who said hey the pastors at my church they they said if if you'd like to join staff they'll cover your costs at moody theological seminary so my goodness I mean, it's just story after story after story of God's provision in my life. God's protection, again, uh, He he's guarded my feet. He's made my path straight. He's really not allowed my foot to slip and just, just stay out of scenarios that I, you know, could possibly do me or my family harm. I mean, I just see how, how God has been protecting our family, and he's taught me so many things. And that's, when I read the Bible— I don't think about it primarily as a book for knowledge, for knowledge's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really see it as God's communication to us. And for me, being adopted into his family as a son, my father's communication to me about life what makes life work? What does it look like to follow him? And I believe that the Bible is sufficient, that all scriptures breathed out by God and, and profitable and useful for teaching, for correction, for rebuke, and for training in righteousness. And then Paul goes on to say, so that the man of God might be complete and equipped for every good word. So God has answered that prayer in ways that I didn't even expect. So again, he, he's the best father that you could have. And it, it doesn't mean that earthly fathers are not important. That's certainly not what I'm communicating. But man, if there's anybody who could fill the gap, it's our heavenly father.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. I I just got chills when you shared that story because I I love these tangible and practical ways that God fathers and to give you that education that you needed to be prepared to be a pastor and for God to just provide in that way. That's huge. And moms, I would encourage you to expect that from God. Anticipate, not in a like, God, you better do this. but anticipate him to father your children. He says that he is a father to the fatherless, Psalm 68, 5. So anticipate and look for the ways that God is fathering your child. He's there. And encourage your children to also look for ways that he is fathering. It may be just a kind word that a man speaks to him in the hallway at church maybe it's a a man who takes him aside and says let me show you the importance of looking someone in the eye when you give them a firm handshake and just those little tidbits maybe God doesn't bring a quote mentor in in the early days but yet he is mentoring in just situations like that so thank you for sharing that You've talked about coming to know the Lord. You've talked about some struggles. I know that young men grow into grief often. It's not until they become a husband or a father that they are face to face with the pain that they didn't have their own earthly dad. And I believe that recognizing that and then dealing with it head on and then most likely, including the element of forgiveness is crucial for the father and the husband that you are going to be. So if you don't mind, would you tell us what that looked like for yourself when you became a husband? Did you think, oh, I didn't have this modeled for me? And, and when you became a father yourself, <laughs> that's eye opening, isn't it?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, like you said, that's when it becomes real. Um mm-hmm. uh, when when you're when you're faced as a brand new dad with a newborn who you don't know how to comfort, it's just like I wish I somebody I would have seen this before. <laughs> so yeah, it, it definitely picks up again when you start having kids, and um, I really think about it as a a fight or a flight response. Uh, what you said is so important. Facing that pain directly, and for me, it's caused me to lean into fatherhood you know, I, knowing my story, I really want my kids to have the exact opposite. I want them to remember a father's presence. I want them to remember a father's voice. I want them to remember little sayings and nuggets that dad would drop every now and then. I want them to remember uh, dad being a jokester. I want them to remember dad really clarifying uh, a vision for the family and speaking truth and identity into their lives. So, you know I take it, I take it very seriously. I know that what we do in our home isn't perfect, but through the investment of other men in my life, through resources, there's an abundance of resources for for dads that have been done by other faithful men throughout the years. You know, just just being really intentional with how we do fatherhood. And I'll never forget this was some time ago. i I really sat down and got along with Jesus and thought about, what is the vision of our family mm-hmm. what are we asking God for specifically how do we how do we want God to move in a multi-generational way just thinking about not not my own kids but their kids and their kids and mm-hmm. and our focus really what we're asking God for specifically is that he would help my wife and I leave a whole gospel Legacy for the next thousand generations based on his promise in Exodus 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that hey, Going back to fathers, this is why I bring it up. If you don't walk with me, the sin of the father is going to get passed down to the third and fourth generation. But then he goes on to say, if you do walk with me, then I bless you to the next thousand. So that specific vision for our family to to leave a legacy spiritually, physically, in every way, is based on a promise from God where He's addressed fathers specifically. So. I think about often it. It would have been nice to see this fleshed out, but I also think about it as an opportunity for God to start something new, mm-hmm. to start a new legacy, to start a, a new future for the Norman plan. So mm-hmm. that answers your question. Yeah, I, I think about it in in both ways. It's, it's it's something that I grieve, but it also motivates me to do something else for our family's future. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that because I know that verse is a little bit haunting for some. They feel like, well, my dad was just one generation. So I'm in that four generation pattern that the sins are going to fall on me and I'm doomed. And yet I don't believe again, back to Ezekiel 18, we don't have to live under the choices of our parents, we all make bad choices and we all sin. And thankfully, by the grace of God, we get a one-on-one personal relationship with the Lord. We get to make choices for ourselves. And as you said, that can impact a thousand generations. So I love that. Thank you. And what is that verse in Exodus? It's
1: Exodus twenty-five to 6.
0: All right. Very powerful verse, Exodus 20, verses five to six. Thanks, Christian, for giving a fresh perspective and a perspective of hope from that verse and that you are taking what the enemy really means for evil in our lives to have us grow up without the important earthly father. And yet you're turning it around for good. And that's really powerful. I would love to hear some encouragement from you for single moms who are raising boys you talked in the first part of this conversation that your mom at the age of 15 she walked into your bedroom and said it was time for you to now take ownership of your own spirituality that was very wise for her and probably a scary place for some moms because you said you chose to sleep in And that may be the reason that moms want to not give our sons that choice. We want to control their behavior. So as you grew into manhood as a a teenager, for me, ages 15 to 18 were some of the hardest years as I was raising my sons. I had four sons. They were maybe under the surface hurting because they didn't have a dad during some really significant milestones in their lives. Maybe they were doing well in their sport, or they were excelling in their grades, or maybe they were getting their first job, or they were asking someone out for the first time on a date, and they start to realize what is missing in their lives, and so they're wrestling. Often, they don't even realize what they're struggling with, and that isn't always pretty when there's a single mom in the home, because the young man feels like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. And then she doesn't often have that authority now that she feels she needs to to lead her
1: son who
0: is growing into manhood. So what would you say to those moms?
1: Well, all I can say is what really stands out to me, things that my mom did that I'll never forget that are going to be with me as long as I'm on God's green earth. Mm -hmm. I would say first, plant the seed, plant the seed, plant the seed. Mm -hmm. You know, I just preached on the parable of the sower not too long ago. Mm -hmm. And what really stands out to me is that all the sower had to do was cast it. And as far as the the outcomes that the seed, that is the word of God produced, well, that just depended on the condition of the soil. Mm -hmm. So it's our responsibility as believers to, in faith, just speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. And all of those seeds that that my mom planted, my grandmother had a big role in that as well um eventually eventually bore fruit and mm-hmm. and and my story is is not unique to me. Uh, Paul's disciple Timothy, it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul said to Timothy specifically that that his his faith rested on the foundation of his mother and his grandmother. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's really fascinating that God would, put that in his story, Mm -hmm. um, that you have an imperfect, if you will, family structure that is used to, you know, influence the next generation of leaders in God's church. So my first encouragement would be to plant the seed, plant the seed, plant the seed, knowing Mm -hmm. that it's God's responsibility to water it. Um, The second thing that I would encourage moms to do, especially with boys, is to challenge them, challenge Mm them. You know, if I can say this, I really do believe that men thrive on challenge men respond to something that might feel a little bit beyond them. It's an opportunity for conquest, if you will. It's an opportunity to overcome something. So to moms, I would say, don't coddle them. I mean, my, my mom challenged me. She challenged me to to figure out a way to go to school and not have to go into debt. She challenged me when I was mm-hmm. in my sport. I mean, when she first, she's the reason why I started playing football anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was nine years old, she said, Son, you got to toughen up. So I'm going to force you to play football. And I mm-hmm. wanted to quit. I did not want to do it, especially for that first year. And she didn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with all kinds of excuses not to go to practice, but um, none of them worked. She made me go anyway. And eventually, you know, I, I got over it and started to love it and all of the lessons that came along with playing a sport. Right. But if it wasn't for my mother's challenge, Never would have happened. Mm-hmm. So I would say say to moms with the authority that you talked about, Lori, don't be afraid to challenge your son. And even if it's in an environment where it's a little bit risky and they have to toughen up and it's OK, because mm-hmm. there's something that God, I think, is planted deep inside the hearts of men that thrive on that kind of stuff. And the third thing that I would say is be intentional about putting your son around other men especially once they reach those teen to late teen years, there's going to come a time where they just, they have to hear for from some male voices. So I, I, I don't know who that might be, whether it's a family member like it was for me with the uncles that I had, a coach. I think about all of the coaches, Coach Watts, uh, Coach Edwards, uh, Coach Mack. All of them have left a great imprint on who I am today but just just finding those opportunities, a pastor at a church. I don't I don't know what it might be, but finding those opportunities to have your son be influenced by other godly, wise men. There's no replacement for that.
0: Wow! Such wise counsel. Plant seeds. Challenge your son. Play a little hardball, mom, mm-hmm. and be intentional about putting mentors in his life. Yeah. We have several episodes on that that I will also link in the show notes. Hmm. That's really great wisdom. Uh, Your mom sounds amazing, and I'm sorry that she is no longer here.
1: Well, I can't wait to see her again. I can tell you that.
0: Yes, for sure. Well, what would you say to a young fatherless man, a boy or a teenager who might be listening today? How would you encourage them?
1: I would say your story's not over. The bad decisions of your dad or whomever does not determine your future. God does. God Mm -hmm. has the final say. The question is, how will you respond to him? I would encourage that young man to give his destiny, his identity, his masculinity, put it in the hands of Jesus and watch what he'll do with it. By God's grace, he's done things in my life that I never saw coming. Mm -hmm. Um, He's radically transformed me. And if he's done it for me, brother, I know that he could do it for you. You just have to surrender your desire to control and give it over to him. And if you can do that, I believe that everything else will take care of itself.
0: That's so good. That's so good. God is going to be faithful and he might be using the very thing of fatherlessness to draw you to himself as father, and maybe to turn around just as Christian is doing and to encourage those who are coming behind you. It's somewhat of an epidemic in the world today. Yes. And yet God is so faithful. So thank you, Christian, for being that trophy of grace. I will say you are highly respected in our community and that gives hope to you, mom, and to you, young men, because we hear all the stories. Fatherless men are in prison. Fatherless men are this and that. And yet that's not Christian's story. He has great respect. He is being used by God in a powerful way. And so thank you for surrendering your life to him. And would you be willing in closing just to say anything else you want to say? And then would you pray for these moms and for these young men?
1: I'd be more than happy to, yes, absolutely, to all of the single moms who will be listening to this podcast, just keep honoring the Lord in your decisions, keep leaning on him, and and I really believe that God sees that. We serve a God who, time after time after time, has an eye that sees people that everybody else doesn't, Mm -hmm. so I would just encourage you, as someone who was raised by a single mother, uh, to keep pursuing him and watch him make the difference. And uh, with that, I'll close us in prayer. And thank you so much again, Lori, for having me on. This was a lot of fun. This is a topic that I'm passionate about and have a lot of thoughts on. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Let's pray together. Uh, Lord, we do thank you that you are a father to the fatherless. Lord, you promise that for those who may not have an earthly dad that is around all the time, that they can see, that they can talk to, that they can experience, Lord, you promise to be that for them. And God, I'm so thankful because it's true. You are faithful to do what you said you would do. And I've seen that in my life. And Lord, I just pray that others who may be listening to this podcast would be able to see the same thing. Lord, I pray that you would be gracious. Lord, I pray that your spirit will be poured out so that a new thing could happen. Um, God, I pray for the young men who might be listening to this podcast, that they will grow to become the men that you called them to be. Lord, I pray that they would maximize their kingdom potential. I pray that they would be men of faithfulness. I pray that they would be men who, who make decisions based on your word. I pray that they will be men of follow through. God, I just pray that you would do a mighty work through them. And Lord, I pray for their mothers as well. God, I pray that you would give them endurance when they're tired. Uh, Give them patience when the kids aren't listening. Uh, God, give them uh, sternness when it's time to be stern. God, give them empathy when it's time to be empathetic. God, I just pray that you would demonstrate your faithfulness, the faithfulness that you demonstrated to me and so many others. God, I pray that you would demonstrate it to the lives of those single moms who will be listening to this podcast. Uh, Lord, I'm so thankful for Lori and her story. I pray that she would continue to be an inspiration to others. And God, most importantly, we pray that your name will be glorified and exalted. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. This was Rich, and thank you for your story. And moms, I want to give you a date to put on your calendar. December 2nd is our first Christmas Hope event for elementary children to come together who don't have a dad and to be encouraged by the true story that Jesus came to make himself known to us, to be Emmanuel, God with us. Take time to give us a rating, to give us a review, share this with others and come back next week to be encouraged that God is a father to the fatherless. And mom, you are doing a very important work. Thank you.